of every single high achieving person I have ever seen, I have ever studied, or I have ever worked with has used this strategy to some degree. Welcome to the Outperform Podcast. My name is Scott Welly. I'm an author, speaker, and the founder of Outperform the Norm, a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics, and each week it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message from me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending it with me here today. But just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. Hello, all performers. SoloCast here on motivation. And I realize that motivation is probably the most widely discussed topic in self-help and human performance, let's call it. And the strategy that I'm going to talk to you about today is actually a pretty controversial one. And it's not something that you have probably ever seen talked about in kind of the movement towards positive psychology, as I would call it. But let me state it here. Of every single high achieving person I have ever seen, I have ever studied, or I have ever worked with, either in personal or professional or athletics, Anyone that I've ever seen that has gotten to a high level has used this strategy to some degree. And before I even get into exactly what that strategy is, we need to talk a little bit about the difference between motivation and discipline. And I'm usually a bigger fan of developing discipline rather than manufacturing motivation. And the whole reason is because when we develop habits and routines and disciplines, it requires less mental, physical, and emotional energy from us. Like when you make the morning coffee or when you make your bed or when you brush your teeth before you go to bed, those things don't require a heck of a lot of mental, physical, emotional energy on your part to be able to get them done, right? You just do them because they're habits and patterns and routines that you've gotten used to. So I'm always a bigger fan of developing discipline first. But with that being said, there are times where if you want to start something or if you want to continue something or if you want to finish something, being able to muster, being able to manufacture a little bit of motivation when you need it most, I think is an unbelievable strategy that we can all have to be able to outperform. And to go into a little bit of, of what this is, if I were to just ask you, think about a time when you were really motivated, right? Like just a time, a time in your life, it can be anything. It can be personal, it can be professional, it can be athletic. But think about a time where you were motivated. And what you're going to describe is you're going to describe a specific feeling that you had. And you will use that feeling where you were charged up and you felt the juice and you were just ready to go. And I oftentimes will say, 
emotional energy is the most potent form of energy. It's much more potent than physical, much more potent than mental. You tap into your emotions, and that's why it can be so draining if you've ever been through a tremendously emotional experience in any area you will feel just absolutely drained like you've been hit by a bus because when you have to tap into that emotional side of things, it requires a lot of energy to be able to do so. But it, So it's very potent, but it can also be very draining if used too often. So I, I ask you that or, or I tell you that because I want you to understand that to be able to really manufacture motivation, if that's what we're talking about, we have to be able to tap into your nervous system and we have to be able to tap into the specific feelings and the emotions that we want to be able to create this motivation. And this brings me to the strategy that, again, it's kind of a controversial one, not something that you're ever going to hear spoken about in positive psychology journals or anything else. But if you really listen to interviews and things of high achieving people, either in business or in athletics, they will sometimes disclose it. It is coming back to a point when someone told you that you couldn't do something or when something happened in your life and something negative and you wanted to either right the wrong or you wanted to prove someone wrong. That's the golden goose right there. And that is of every person I've ever seen, studied or worked with, they have some time in their life that they can immediately go back to and they can say, yep, I remember when that person told me that I couldn't do something and it created a fire and a feeling within me that I was going to prove that person wrong. In my specific case, I think back to this is a, a few years ago when I was going to do my first Ironman triathlon. And anybody that knows my story knows that I was held back in swimming lessons when I was young. I didn't own a bike growing up and I only really ran if someone was chasing me. So I was completely a fish out of water when I got into signing up for my first Ironman because I'd never done a triathlon before. And I remember one of my clients, I was doing some personal training at the time, was a former collegiate swimmer. And she asked me, she said, Scott, what's your 500 time like for swimming? I mean, a 500 time would sort of be like, how fast can you run one mile? And then we'll base your workouts off of that. So she said, how fast can you run or how fast can you swim 500 meters? And I said, I can't swim 500 meters I, because at the time I couldn't. I couldn't swim 500 meters without stopping. And she looked right at me and to call it what it is, she started laughing her ass off right in my face. And she looked right at me and she said, Scott, what in the hell are you doing signing up for Ironman where you have to swim 2.4 miles and you can't even swim 500 meters without stopping? What are you doing? Who do you think you are? And I took that and I still remember it like it was yesterday. And I remember walking away from that because I never really had somebody laugh in my face like that before. And I remember walking away and I said, I'm going to show you. Like, I'm going to get you. And from that point forward, for the next four to six months of training, it didn't matter if I was jumping in an open water swim in a lake when it was still dark outside, if I was jumping into a cold pool, I was thinking, I'm going to get you. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to do this. And that was the fuel for my motivational fire. 
And you think about some other high-level examples. Michael Jordan was my favorite athlete of all time growing up. His whole Hall of Fame speech was based around all the people in his life that have told him that he couldn't do something and he wouldn't amount to something. And his sole motivation was, I'm going to prove you wrong. And that's what he did. And if you tap into this, if you do these things, will, will you finish an Ironman triathlon? Will you be Michael Jordan? I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea what it is that you want to accomplish, but I will say, if you look at this, I've simply never met someone that doesn't have something that has happened to them personally, professionally, or athletically that they can go back to, that they can tap into as a reservoir of motivation to be able to fuel whatever it is that they want to do. So that's actually what I'm encouraging you to do. And and as I talk you through this, part of the reason I let off with the difference between motivation and developing discipline is I would caution you against using this strategy too often because I think you can be very high achieving and extremely successful if you use this strategy. But the bottom line is when you use it, you're really going back to a time in your life that that at the time might have felt like, because you might not have immediately had the response of, I'm going to show you wrong, or I'm going to prove you wrong. Like the person that said to me, Scott, you're never going to be able to do this and laughed in my face. I remember walking away from that and immediately I was like, well, maybe she's right. Maybe I'm in over my head here. But then eventually, once I kind of thought about it and it didn't take long for me, I said, okay, I am going to prove you wrong. But when you go back to this, the only way that we are able to tap into that potent form of energy that is emotional is to go back to times in our life that created a very emotional experience. And, and in this case, can be kind of a painful or can be maybe an initial one that was a little bit negative. So I think continually and constantly going back to that is not always the best thing. Because again, I think you can be very high achieving, very successful with it. But I don't know that you're ever going to be totally fulfilled if you're always just trying to right some wrong or you're trying to prove someone wrong or you're trying to say, hey, I got you after someone told you that you couldn't do something. You know, and that is really how I look at like a Michael Jordan. And I think he was obviously the greatest basketball player that's ever played the game. But I think if you were to ask Michael Jordan at the tail end of his career, when he was the greatest player of all time and was being inducted into the Hall of Fame, are you really fulfilled? It would have been an interesting response. Because again, when you're just trying to prove people wrong all of your life, I don't know that it's always the best way to go about doing things. So I would strategically tap into this as motivation only when you really need it to be able to start something, to continue something, to be able to finish something. And then I will create another podcast episode on developing discipline and things that you can do to just create better habits and patterns and routines so it doesn't necessarily require all of this energy. But I'm just talking about if you need that raw, visceral, almost animal-like kind of potent form of motivation at any point in time, I promise you, if you just go back to that spot of the client laughing in my face or whatever your story happens to be, you will immediately create more motivation and more emotion within you. And it will drive you towards whatever it is that you want to do in your quest to outperform. 
So with that being said, I wish you all the best of health, happiness, high performance, and keep outperforming. Have a great day. Hello, outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity, and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.